Hello, everybody. It is Enlightened Up with Craig Shoemaker. That would be me, definitely not the female that you see. Although some of you might be listening. And if you are listening, by the way, it's obviously you've downloaded us. That's fantastic. Make sure you subscribe, pass the word along, give us good reviews. And because we are really about shifting the world through better consciousness, and I'm kind of your, your, your Sherpa. I'm going to take you through a journey into another space of happiness and goodness and mindfulness and presence. I just, I so believe in this right now that it's exactly what we need. I just had an incident this morning where I was about to buy into the negative energy and go at it with this guy. And I, my wife actually complimented me. She goes, wow, you really turned that one around. And I really do feel better today because of that. And so this, this, and also the courses that we teach and lightened up, this really is about finding some new skills and new tools and keys to life that just aren't out there. Far from it. Most television is just negative and fear-based and we really want to even teach you how to deal with your fears better and have some fun doing it. So uh, welcome to the show. Make sure that you um, you know, help us out by spreading the word. And we have guests that, we, that come in. And uh, if you've listened before, if you know me, you know, I'm a comedian a long time and also you now coach and transformational leader. If you know me, you know that Craig Shoemaker has connections that are vast, varied, crazy, kooky, you know, Kenny Loggins and Oreo Speedwagon are playing in my parking lot one day, and the next day I'm at, you know, sitting next to Mick Jagger at a jam with Tom Jones as the singer. You know, it's just, it's an unusual life that I have. I love it and appreciate it. I'm so grateful to it. Definitely do not come from this. I come from, you know, abandonment and poverty and everything else. I just, I just laugh at myself all the time. It's like, this is a crazy life. So today's guest is no exception. Uh, there is this power in the universe that's out there with this resonant power. I encourage you to find it and be, be okay with it. It's, it's so different than, that, than what does happen with the news and so forth. Is It's the opposite of it. So listen to your own internal energy and go to that. And things will unfold in very strange ways like today's guest. I get this Facebook request. And uh, funny enough, we just talked about this. We just met. We only met on Facebook before, but... We start going, what is it? And I just found out she's the same way I am, that we both don't do Facebook requests on our own. We might take a couple. We're both at maximum. You know, we have both have standards. I don't want to say snobby standards, but there's standards like we don't want creepy people. Okay. So anyway, we're real careful about that. So she's my new Facebook friend. We start talking to one another. I was working with Julie McCullough, who's a child actress, who's a former playmate. We just did shows together. So I'm in my hotel room, and all of a sudden I get this friend request. I'm going, sure, you know. And then I went to Julie, and I said, you know, who is this? And, and then she told me who you are. Anyway, let's welcome to the show. We have no applause for you, by the way. Aaron Murphy. Thank you. I, it's a, a real pleasure. Get that microphone closer to you now. All right. So I know you're very I'll familiar. closer to the mic. You, oh, yeah, either way. <laughs> and by the way, she's here with her dog, who's literally the 
best dog I've ever seen and only three months old, three right? Three months old. So that's why I, I scooted away from the mic to get by the puppy, but he's so good. He's he, been great. He's beyond good. It's, um, he should be chewing my shoes right now. I know. And no one can see him. The cameras are, it doesn't even matter if they're watching the, on camera right now. They still can't see the oh, dog. Oh, he's too low? All right. Well, yeah. we'll pull him up. Maybe he'll get. <laughs> it's fine. He might get needy. He might go on your lap eventually. I want him on my lap. Our dog passed away this year during COVID. Uh, and we, I lost a dog during COVID too. You did? I did. So this is. I don't want to say replacement. I know. But I was going to use the word, yeah. but I, I refrained myself. I, from. I had one small dog, which I still have, and then a huge dog, a Great Pyrenees, that yeah. lived to be 14, which is wow. you know, two years longer than they're supposed to it's live. like 100. And um, he, he passed, and, and I didn't know if I'd get a bigger dog, but I like doing outdoorsy things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like hiking. I like long beach walks, and yeah. my little dog isn't up for that. Well, so. you sound like a Tinder profile. I like long walks. Oh, no. I like- <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm probably the only woman maybe in America who has never online dated, so I have no dating profiles and, and never, ever. You just gave a good one. <laughs> yeah, I would sign I up like, for that. I like dogs and long walks on the beach. <laughs> So if you are watching, you might recognize her. It's in a very unusual way. And Julie told me who you were. And uh, we're finding all this out as we're, we just had this long discussion. We should have filmed that. I mean, that was an amazing discussion, but most of it we couldn't reveal. Yeah. Well, that was a conversation. That was a conversation. So was this. I know. There just happens to be a microphone and some people watching and listening. So you were on the show, uh, Bewitched. And I and I I know I'm not creepy in saying this because you already told me that Jimmy Kimmel said it on To Tell the Truth. I had a little crush on you as a little boy. That's okay. I think we're right around the same age. Right. That's so, age appropriate. That's exactly, fine. Very age. <laughs> so yeah, it's not creepy if it's the same age. Yes. Yeah. Even though you were like seven. Well, you were seven too. Exactly. So <laughs> so I, I I was like, wow, she's a little cutie, but I always thought until today that you were an identical twin because I thought that's how they did it. No, I have a fraternal twin. Okay. And um, when they were um, hiring for the part of Tabitha, they were mainly auditioning twins. Yeah. But um, we really, even back then, didn't look that much alike. So they would shoot my sister from the back or from a distance. And, you know, if you put two little kids in the same dress and give them the same haircut and, (laughs) and, and you're far away, they think they're twins. Really? Yes. And, but now you have to be honest about this. Were you the one they used the majority oh, yeah. of the oh, time? Absolutely. After the first year, they didn't use my sister at all. No. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Is she, she bitter over this? Yeah, she hates me. No, she's one of my best friends. <laughs> Is she really? Yeah, we're very close. But So you were both Tabitha. But yeah, we were both Tabitha for the first year. Yeah. And then, um, but they always used me for the close up. So if you watch Bewitched and you're seeing a close up of a baby, it's always it's you. Me. But after the first year, it's always me. So. And was it you as the baby? Because I remember when Tabitha was born I started in the first color episode so there were a couple different sets of twins in black and white no way but um, first episode of the third season this is scandalous I had no idea I could have sworn that I even remember seeing your name flash across you know yeah my name was there yes yes but so you're saying it wasn't there the first year well the, the first year of the show was their characters meeting getting married that the, in the second ep- season, she's pregnant and then has a baby. At the beginning of the third episode, that's where the Wait. baby is a major part of the show through the eight seasons. No way. I did not. First of all, I didn't know it was eight seasons. Yeah. And I didn't know th- that the baby came along that fast. Because usually they're desperate. It's like called jumping the shark, you yes. know. It wasn't it, called that back then no. because there was no happy days back then. But right. yeah, it, it 
was something they planned from the beginning that it was kind of the the evolution. That was the arc. Yeah, absolutely. That you know, young couple, they didn't have a baby. Wow, I am really surprised. So Dick York was your original dad. Yes. Yes, yes. Dick Sargent. I got to know in through the years in, oh, in a cabaret. I, I he used to hang out at this uh, in West Hollywood at this cabaret. Oh, that's I did not know that. Yes, he was really nice guy. He loved. Uh, I was. I used to hang out there because it was it was a lot of musicians, and I was the only straight guy who would hang out at this place. It was called the Rose Tattoo. I don't know if you remember Oh, I've it. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he used to hang out there. Oh, that's, he was a great guy. They were both great. I, right. I was lucky because I worked equal time with both of them. So I worked three years with Dick York and then three years with Dick Sargent. What was the, was, was it scandalous, the transition though? I mean, yeah, it was <laughs> it for was, me watching it at home. Scandalous. It was It was, it was horrible for me. I was going, it was, what, what, yeah, at first nobody wants yeah, um, it was we can't sad. accept that change. It, it was it was one of the first times where they changed a major character yeah. on a sitcom that was a very very popular sitcom. But what happened was Dick York had a seizure, yeah. oh. so um, he'd had back problems and and was having a lot of health issues. And one day he had a seizure on set, and he went to the hospital and never came back to set. Are you allowed to say who was funnier? Well, I'm allowed to. I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. I have free will. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I meant allowed in your own consciousness. Yes. I, I, I could say who's funnier. I, I won't say who I liked better because, okay. you know, they're they're both great people. I, you like them I for different them reasons. Any, yes. I, I think they were funny in different ways. Okay. I think Dick York, um, It's th- I bought them more as a couple. Like, I, th- it was more yeah. believable to me. Dick Sargent, well, one, it, it was a little louder and maybe an angrier Darren. But um, they were they played the character so differently. They did, yeah. Yeah, and I one thing that's interesting is most people say that Dick York is their favorite Darren, but people who started watching it later, like kids who started watching it on Nick yeah. at Night or something, they started with Dick Sargent. So whoever, wow. whichever Darren you started with is your favorite. Like yeah. uh, like James Bond. I grew up and um, Sean, Connery. Sean Connery was my James Bond. And he's that was the only James live, Bond. Live and let die. Oh, no, that's not true. Roger Moore was the first one I ever saw. So oh. Roger Moore was my James Bond. Okay. And then I saw Sean Connery. I was like, oh, well, Sean Connery is James Bond. So I think whoever you see first. I think that's an interesting point. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that. And Sean Connery would be you know, a good analogy. It, it's, it's your comfort. It's your comfort level. I mean, and a lot of shows did do that, though. They didn't necessarily call the character the same, but it was the replacement. Yeah, like Therese Company when they brought in Don Knotts and he was not Mr. Mr. Roper. He was, was it Mr. Furley? He was Mr. Furley yeah. and um, the other the other one was uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper, but yeah. they had their own series. They had a spinoff. That's right. The, I don't the think Ropers. did well. That's right. Yeah, Norman, Norman Fell. Fell. Yes, exactly. Now, Don Knotts, it was disappointing for me because, again, I got to know him as Barney Fife. When I was a kid, yeah, you know, so that that throws you off too. It's like I can't accept this guy as Mister Furley. <laughs> but what's weird about it is I thought about this the other day when I saw another another billboard with Ted Danson as the lead in another sitcom. Another is there a new one? A new one. It's called The Mayor. I'm going. I, I don't understand. Like, if you're growing up with this guy, it's like you can't find another mayor. Really, it's got to be him. Good he just got him. off another series about death, and, and you know, another one before that, and before that. Cheers, obviously. It's like really. It means he's good. It means he's either good, that or he's, he's got great f- to work with. He's got or he's got a comprom- production company. Com- compromising <laughs> photos of some of the executives. <laughs> Something's going on here. I'm going again. You know, it's just, it's just amazing to me because I don't think Hollywood understands. 
that the, the public falls for people, that they becomes part of their family. It's now, I true. told you the story about the reason you were part of my family was Paul Lynn was Uncle Arthur, and he was my mom's crush, had a crush on him. My mom, my dad left when I was born, so I always wanted a dad, but more than that, I wanted a husband for my mom, and I'd fix her up, and I wrote letters to Paul Lynn to say, you've got to meet my mother. You will unconfirm as a bachelor because they called him a confirmed bachelor in Parade Magazine. America's favorite bachelor, Paul Lynn. Was he really called that? Yes. Oh, that's a riot. (laughs) Yes. And he went with that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean- even you at seven knew he was gay. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. My mom didn't know it. Oh, did he write back? A lot of people don't. People think that Liberace, a lot of My women mom, love Liberace. My mom, same thing. They, she, she called him flamboyant. We had to talk about this the other day, and we were laughing oh. about it. Her crushes were Tab Hunter, Uh-oh. Rock Hudson, <laughs> Richard Chamberlain, I and a Paul <laughs> Lynn. There's a trend here. Oh, she has a type. <laughs> what? You hear that, Mom? <laughs> Aaron says you have a type and your type is not right for you, mom. Okay. <laughs> They're not. And he never, um, no, he never wrote me back. I was very disappointed, oh, but so Whoopi, <laughs> you know, I'm friends with Whoopi Goldberg and I was on Hollywood squares a bunch of times. She would let me go into the center square because my dream was we would be the first father and son team on the Hollywood squares. Okay. I love this story. I thought he would adopt me. <laughs> yes, of course he would have. And you know, Right. And he would marry my mom. I sent her photo to him. I said, you should meet. Oh, look at this. You should have sent your photo. That's what. (laughs) (laughs) Might have gotten a response. (laughs) Well, yes. The adult me. The adult me might have. But I was was heartbroken that he didn't write back. But so Whoopi would let me go on commercial breaks. She was the center square. You know, he was always Mm -hmm. center square. I knew him for that even more than Bewitched. And... um, I would, go, I would say, just choose Paul. Everybody would choose Paul. He was the best. He was the funniest. Yeah. So they, uh, so <laughs> Whoopi would let me sit with her and she would be Paul and I would be me. <laughs> and we, and, and they, I'd like Craig and Paul Lynn for the win, please. Oh. <laughs> and he would go, take it, son. It's a sports question. <laughs> so, that's what I imagined. Oh. So it came, the dream somewhat came true, but. I heard, now here's where you can get into good, if you will, in this sort of like some gossipy stuff. But, you know, that, look, you're here. I might as well ask you. Was he grumpy in real life? Like I heard drunk, it's, grumpy. It's weird. I, I guess I he wouldn't him, with a seven-year-old. I saw him as a kid did. So think yeah. about when you're a kid, you don't even know if your your parents are drunk at a party. You just think, oh, they're right. having fun and they're laughing and being <laughs> right, silly. Right. I, you don't get alcoholic. You don't get any of that. You don't right. think that. I, oh, he was always nice to me. So I've heard lots of stories about he hated kids. He was always nice to me, but was he? he was also always kind of on. He was kind of like Robin <gasps> Williams where he was funny. He no was, way. I thought he was hilarious. That's surprising to me. Um, I had heard some stories about him, how just bitter, you know. I've heard the same thing from a lot of people and people who worked with him on shows after Bewitched have, have said, oh, no, oh, he was then awful. He would do Q&As with fans and he was mean to them. Yeah, oh, no, like a was, woman said to him in a mall and it goes, uh, how, come, how come you're not married? What, do you live in a cave? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's one though. He walked on the stage in Cincinnati. Have you ever heard that story? No. And it was next to a, like a sewage treatment plant. It was like really really bad. He walks in outdoor and he turns to the crowd and he goes, Oh my God, it smells like pussy. I think. That's funny too. <laughs> I know. 
That's those aren't the mean stories. I had heard some mean <laughs> stories about him. I actually like those. Those. I mean, he was a very smart guy. Here's something I never asked anyone because I don't know anyone who knows him. Is it true that Al, ironically she was on the show too, Alice Ghostly, that he took her character and that's when he made it. He was didn't talk like that. This you're hearing this for the first I've time. Never, that's never so cool. That. Wait, tell me more. I don't get well, it. Well, look at her. So I'm a comedian, as you know, and. You know, we have cadences and we have style. Yes. He took his style from her because she talked like, right? Yes. Alice Ghostly. It's Samantha. Didn't they both have the... Yes, absolutely. You know what's funny? I've seen your stand-up. You kind of talk like him too. Well, see, he was my dad. (laughs) (laughs) But Alice Ghostly, apparently, there was even bitterness from her... She had to just, you know, surrender to it. I don't think there was bitter. They both worked on Bewitched. They both. No, no, I know. But but she's working with the guy that basically took her act. That's funny. That's what I had heard. Never heard that. But didn't she have a similar cadence? (laughs) When you do that, yeah. yeah, Didn't she? she did. I used to get her mixed up with Aunt Clara. Yeah, Aunt Clara didn't sound anything. No, she was all funny, funny duddy and (laughs) stuff like that, but. I'm not going to just sit here and just talk <laughs> bewitched with you. That's our entree okay. into, into <laughs> discussing more things. Is you know, but obviously that's part of your life. It was the first. first thing that Julie McCullough said to me. She goes, "You know, she was Tabitha when you befriended me." I, I you know, Aaron Murphy. You know, you, you know, it doesn't come up for you. You don't go. What was your sister's name? What's your sister's name? Diane. They never used her name. No way. She You're wasn't right. on the show as much. It was I don't even name. know the name Diane. And I'm a big trivia freak. Yeah. They really did. That's illegal what they did. You have to have twins. No, you don't. Well, yes, you they, do. The it's one part thing of, they did that was what? illegal is that <laughs> there were there were child labor laws. As a baby, you're yeah. only allowed to work a certain number exactly. of hours. Exactly. That's why they bring the twin in. But what they would do, since we did look different, and since my sister would cry whenever they brought her on set, they would say, okay, it's time to bring Diane in. And they would bring me off the set and then bring me back <laughs> on the set. They, I don't think they could do that today, but... So please tell me this is the only show you told that story on. I want an exclusive. <laughs> you probably told that story. I don't know if I have or not. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that is unbelievable for anyone that's ever yes. watched that show. That is a classic so I, story. I have a large lawsuit. Go- no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that is... that that that's, I knew it was... That's why they have twins, because of the hours. You can only go... And they have to have uh, a teacher... You had to yes. have an on-set teacher because I've been around these sets where they, they take the kids in the other room and they're supposed to be. Did you miss school because of this? Like you didn't have classmates. Um, oh, I thought you were saying, did I miss it? Like I wished I'd been there. Yes. I didn't miss I do it mean because that. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, does that make sense? I mean, it makes I, sense I, a little I, bit, but when you get to the high school years, yeah, oh, no, you, no, no, you want to go to a prom, but absolutely. you ended up not being in yes. the business. So um, yeah. I was enrolled in public school or private school because they had to send the homework to the set. Yeah. And then on days I wasn't filming, I'd go to regular school. You so did. Yeah. So say I was filming, you know, I was working three days or four days out of a five day week. I'd go back to school on the days I wasn't filming. So it was fun. It was a good balance. And I, um, I was doing a show a few years ago and my elementary school from first grade came to the taping and she said, she had stories that I didn't remember because I was small. She said, the whole class would walk outside and we'd wave goodbye to you in your limo as you drove away. <laughs> no. And I thought, I didn't even remember a limo as driving me wow. <laughs> to the set. Well, that's impressive too. So I had no idea. 
and, and you just you know, got rid of your sister. Jeez, because she must have a story herself. I'm going to have her on the But I'm not letting her tell you. No, I'm going to find her on Facebook. Maybe she'll friend me. I doubt it. <laughs> Does she live around? She lives in Santa Barbara. Oh, so she's not that far away. Oh, no, she's close. Wow. So so you go, you put those years in. I act like it was like hard labor. It, it really wasn't hard labor, was it? I, I was loved it. it. I, yeah. I know there are many child stars who have bad stories. Yeah. I love. I worked with great people. It was a fun show to didn't be become on. a drug addict. I, I didn't did rob not, any homes. No, no. I, What's I, wrong with you? I, Jeez. I, I'm an underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'm a little disappointed. No, it was fun. And by being on Bewitched... I've been able to travel around the world. People are nice about the show everywhere. Yeah. It's still on the air. It it's really been is, on in It really is a countries. show that doesn't have, you know, haters. Yeah. It really I mean, doesn't. I, I don't get hate mail. I've only, right. I, I mean, even now with social media and, you know, people can be cruel oh, online. 99.9% yeah. .9 of people wow. are kind to me. Do I remember correctly? Didn't you do a thing with, she wiggled her nose. Didn't you do it with your hand? I did with did, my finger. Yeah, yes. your finger. I okay. Did did they try to get you to to do the? <laughs> no, they it, it's they, just, they at the beginning when they decided you yeah. know the first episode they wanted my character to do magic yeah. they basically came up with that I was a baby witch I wouldn't have full control of my nose so that I would use my finger. <laughs> <laughs> they thought of this in the writers' yeah, room. They must have someone came wow. up with oh, it. Oh my goodness! And do they did they approach you with? Ideas? I guess you're too young for that. Or they approach I, I your parents? Too. No, um, the director directed me. My parents weren't there on set with me. So whenever things came up, you know, things was they wanted Asher to do. the director? Yeah, Bill Asher. Yeah, and you know, um, he was one. We had others, but he was. But he was like director. a big name with the show. Absolutely. I shocked someone on a radio interview I was doing. I shocked her that she had no idea that I would know. She told me who her husband was. Her her husband's name, and I go. Uh, was his father uh, Asher from uh, Bewitched? He goes, how'd you know? Wait, I'm going to go a step further. Was it Jenny McCarthy? Yes, it was. Of course. Yes, Jenny McCarthy married. <laughs> John Asher. Yes, right. The son of, for some reason, listen, when you're a kid and you're, you know, I'm just, I, I literally had no life, you know, because of we moved a lot, no dad, you know, mom's working all the time. I was addicted to television, mm -hmm. reruns. Yeah. I wasn't watching these things first run. I was too young for that. But when reruns were coming up, reruns were the thing in the afternoon. Oh, absolutely. That's how I got to know, you know, Don Knotts, you know, Barney Fife, you know, all that. By the way, you don't, uh, we talked earlier about um, the, uh, that we know a lot of children, child actors. I do. And you were asking me how I know, so I also know many kids of famous people. Well, one of them I got a call from is Karen Knotts. Do you know her? I don't. Is that Don Knotts' daughter? Yeah, she's writing a book called Tied Up in wow. Knots. Wow. And she called me and said, I want you in the book, Craig, because you're my dad's favorite comedian. And, um, you know, because I go way back with him, like weird stuff too. I looped him in Pleasantville, half the movie's me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I had to do him as an old guy. If you watch the movie, Circles Apple and a Telestrator, it's my voice going, okay. boom, what do you call that right there, bud? The forbidden fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm your TV repairman. Look at that. You know, so that was good. Most of that movie is me. <laughs> I love so that. It's crazy. But so, she, yeah, so all these people, I've, you hear my stomach? Did you hear that? I did there? hear You did stomach. hear it all the way over I heard, there? I heard it across the room. I heard your stomach. Oh, my God. That was unbelievable. <laughs> did that make you sick? <laughs> No, it made me worry for you. <laughs> that is loud. Yeah, yeah, I'd worry for me too. 
I don't know what the hell's going on here with my with, with my belly. You know, we're both around the same age. It's just all this stuff happens. That's the one thing I can't accept. It's like when when you're going no, like golfing. I hit the ball 50 yards less than I used to. But you know what? It's the one thing you have to accept. It's, I can't. It's just a new, different version of yourself, Craig. I won't do I won't surgery. I won't say it's improved, but it's it's a different version. This is your life now. Well, it's nice to hear that you're not a typical Hollywood person because Hollywood is obsessed with non-acceptance. And, and Would I, you not say that's true? I think people could be obsessed with that. I don't True. I think I think Hollywood is a town that kind of values youth and beauty, but I think there are just as many actors and actresses who do kind of age gracefully and do mm. kind of go on and accept their lives. And there are a lot of nice people in this town. You missed our whole backstory about how awful everyone is. There's some great, <laughs> there's some great people in this town. We had a lot of people. We have a lot of people that are common friends on Facebook. We do. Including people from Hollywood. Absolutely. Lydia Cornell. Who's awesome. Too Close for Comfort. Yeah. Jennifer Convey. Yeah, Bert Convey's daughter is a good friend. She's Ab, great. Uh, she's awesome. My first friend in L.A. That's was, what you yeah. said. And she and I have the same hosting agent. So, I mean, we, we've hung out and gone to Vegas together, and she's fun. What would you think of this kid, Craig Shoemaker, comes to town, right? What would you, what would you do in this story? You're Jennifer Convey, or you're you. Mm -hmm. You grew up here in Hollywood. You know the whole life. And here's this little criminal <laughs> from Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh, you're adding a criminal element. Yeah, I, didn't know this I was part. criminal. Okay. I was a bit okay. of. I was growing up. I was, you know, I have a joke. I say this is no joke, but it's true, because my, you know, my dad abandoned. I was a bad kid, you know, and I go down bad road. To, and I got arrested when I was 13, and the cop says to me, "How would you like to end up like one of these guys on the poster?" I'm going. At least he's wanted. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you laughed at that. I love that you love that I, love I wrote an, to Paul Lynn. I love abandonment, Jeff. Now I'm now I'm getting you. I'm, I'm digging you. <laughs> Thank you. That did it right there. That was the coup de gras. We're already getting to know one another on private message on Facebook. That one did it that you laughed at that joke and did go, oh. Oh, it's not, it's not, I don't feel sorry for you. you went right. for the, if you can laugh at yourself, it's one of the greatest exactly, things. Absolutely. Exactly. Find That's what humor. this show is about. We have to laugh at ourselves. Of course. This is something that I've taught all of my kids yeah. that you have no control about how other people act. You have complete control over how you react. You can choose to laugh or cry in almost any situation. In the worst situations, you can go to your room and cry about it, or you can laugh at the absurdity of it. You're and right, I choose right. to laugh. So it's like when bad things happened, I mean... Whichever child I'm with will look at me and I'll say, and I'll say, I guess we're gonna laugh. And we, you know, yeah. you you choose. It's your life. I I teach it. Yeah, I, this is you. part of my coaching. Is I I actually have a guy I'm working with right now. I, he's a client. I said, write down your failures. Actually, someone who just started with Laughter Heals, our foundation. I said, write. She wants to be a comedian too. I said, write down your failures. No one's interested in your successes. Mm -hmm. as, a, as a matter of fact, it's going to bring envy, jealousy resentment that's what if you're bragging about what's on your walls yep. or your picassos and so do you think anybody's going oh this is great <laughs> i'm having the greatest time yeah watching th looking at things you have that i don't yeah do you know how you learn by failing yes that's the only way you can learn the only way is to and we we're so obsessed with winning i was talking to you earlier about my surrender today a big surrender it's the greatest victory because my insides felt victorious because yeah. of letting go 
Yeah, and now no longer hold, have anxiety. Yeah, you hold all the stress yeah. inside and you worry about, it's hard as a parent and, and I'm empathetic. I, I worry about other people, but I don't take it home with me. Right. I, I can compartmentalize and think, okay, this bad thing might be happening. You got to put it in a box because the rest of your life can't be influenced by something bad that's happening. No. So you have to let it go. And if you can truly just let it go and live your life, you're going to be a happier person. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> is that a song from one of my daughter's it favorite is. films? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should listen to those films more often instead oh. of turning her down for some of these things that she watches. I got to have uh, little mermaid and the snow. Oh, geez. Yep. I have to do this now because I have a seven-year-old daughter at my age. So I'm reliving. You know, you know how I parent, though, is I give them what I longed for. Mm-hmm. You know, if I obviously, if I was feeling that way about being wanted, I was longing to be wanted. And so I, if anything, they're going to be in therapy going, my dad with the I love yous. Oh, <laughs> sick of it. No, they won't. <laughs> he bit my cheek off <laughs> because he thought I was so cute. You know, this, this is what they're going to be in therapy. Where I'm in therapy going, oh, my dad, my mom, you know, all that kind of stuff. But so I, I'm really just intrigued by how you turned out. Because obviously, we all know the stories of the child actors. Mm -hmm. Can I reveal, we'll edit it out if you say no, no you don't that you have a Facebook group? <laughs> we do have a Facebook group that I won't say the name of, but okay. it's, it's a private Facebook group wow. of kid actors. And we set it up maybe seven years ago. So, I and swear. it's all kid actors from old TV shows and films. It, it, and, I want to be in this group. Yeah. This is fascinating. You it's know what? Awesome. I acted in plays when I was little. I Do I qualify? <laughs> Send me your resume. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, God, I have a resume. I'm, I'm kidding. It's not like that. We don't vet people you, like that. You don't take but, guest stars. No. It's a, you have to have had a series a contract, uh, like a regular. The thing that's funny about that is we actually have revised that over the years, like like a little bit. But it's it's just a group where we can talk about things and talk about, and rem did you have to take tap dancing lessons with these people? And we talk about common ground. And there's certain things about being a kid actor that are probably the same um, with being a comic. There are things that you and other comics have in common that no one else would understand. That That is true. We have we have yeah. groups that we talk about huh. things. That, and <laughs> that is such a unique group. And I, you went to a party. Oh, I, we go to lots of parties. Oh, I can't we, believe this. We have this. all it, the time. Oh, you're not going to tell that one story. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to tell the story. But, but I am fascinated. I'm fascinated that you could have this group and have parties that, that, that there's no one filming it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just uh, whoever's like, there. We might take some photos, but it there, should be there a show, are, though. It's sh parts of it should be a show. Yeah. I don't think it will be a show. But the point of the whole thing is that it's a place where we can go. We can say anything, and it's not going to end up in a tabloid. And it's kind of you know what I mean. Right. It's not. It's not like therapy. It's definitely. Well, by the way, these days it won't anyway because yeah. nobody cares. Because <laughs> there's the new child actors. That is true. You, um, you must feel such empathy for some of them that go down these roads of even death. You know, I do, and that's that's kid actors. You know, back from the beginning, there have been yeah. issues, but. I, I don't feel sorry for the, the kid actors. No, I don't think that's the right way to say it. I think um, they have more exposure than we did. Right. I mean, when I was a child actor and then when I was a teen and, you know. There was no TMZ. There was no TMZ. If there were paparazzi, they weren't like they are now. They might be right. in front of a movie theater where you're going to a premiere. They sure. weren't, you know, 
it, it's, you know, at Starbucks coming to talk to you. But, yeah. um, and also everybody has a camera. So, I mean, if you're at a party, right. every, you know, anyone can pull out a camera and record you doing whatever foolish thing you're doing. Paparazzi so. must be out of business now. <laughs> People are doing their own selfies. If, hey, let me take that for you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ridiculous. So, I, th- I mean, I think the things for kid actors, it's as hard for other, you know, any kids these days. Like your yeah. kids are out there and, and they could do something that's embarrassing that then, you know, once it's on the internet, I tell my kids, once it's on the internet, it's out there forever. So kind of put some thought into what you're posting. The failures and things like that, though, as, as you were saying, it makes us stronger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's reversed. The image is reversed when people in the public are watching celebrities. It's kind of reversed. And yeah. People, they think this is success. And you all know that it's not. Yeah. You've been to like those that. spaces. People like to see someone fail. And that's yeah. that's one of the things that... I mean, it says more about society than it does about actors or kid actors that, you know, if someone gets in trouble, that's newsworthy. It's not newsworthy if I'm going to a little league game or I'm PTA president. No one cares about that. They they want to see the failures. And I, I think they'd like to see, you know, maybe someone knocked off a pedestal a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, well, it's, it's the way it's like, it's somewhat human nature, but I believe in our show, it's called Enlightened Up. And really it's about our true human nature isn't like this. That's what's unusual about Hollywood has created something that's not real. That's why it's called Tinseltown. Yep. It's about the image. That, it's all about the glitz. The glitz and the glimmer and all of that, which is phony. So you've been able to experience the other side of that, mm-hmm. where I guess I would imagine that a lot of these, stuff, which I know some of them, that they're share, you're sharing with one another your pain and some of your suffering. You didn't have any, but other people did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we do. We're, we're kind of there for each other. Yeah. And, you know, if someone struggles or needs help with something, we're there. And, you know, there's an organization that's been around forever called A Minor Consideration that's, you know, there to help kid actors. Is that, is that Paul, Paul Anderson? Pe- Paul Peterson Paul from Peterson. Donna Reed. Right. So, wow. um, you know, there, there are support groups and, yeah. and things in place. But, I mean, it's also just to you know, talk to people. There are people who are kind of hanging on by their fingernails to stay famous. And I've told everyone that fame isn't a goal. Fame isn't something that you want. If you want to be an actor because you love acting or, or comedy or whatever, that's something. I mean, have have a real goal. Being famous is, it's, it's nothing. Yeah. If anyone's thinking about being famous, who's listening or watching this show, Trust two people that can tell you there is no glory in fame. Yeah. Oh, no, the fame There's no sustainability, scalability. There's no presence, awareness. It's just you're constantly seeking other yeah. people's approval, literally Absolutely. other people's approval. No, and I, I think we talked about when we were texting, it's even even the word fan is yeah. something I feel so uncomfortable with. Same it. Here, I feel yeah, I, yeah. Just, just saying that I have fans or so I, I don't ever try never to use that word because I think it implies like fanning the flames of our egos. Like what does fan mean if it's not that? But I mean, I appreciate people who, who love the TV show. If people love Bewitched and want to talk about that, I'm happy to do that. And I'm, I'm nice to everyone when I'm, you know, I am still doing podcasts talking about something I did when I was a kid and you know, it's, it, it's all good, but I, you can't let it go to your head. It's no, I feel lucky. I was lucky to be on a TV show that people love and yeah. And other people were, and they took a different route though, because they continued down. That's what I'm trying to express to people is I've been to the top too. I mean, and what is it worth today? It's worth a, uh, looking at my, my article here. And it's a, 
How many photographs? Is that 10 photographs in the New York Times Sunday section call me a sitcom waiting to happen? Like from the 1920s. Yeah, exactly. It's like sepia tone. Like, you know, the the cover story is George Custer. You know, (laughs) it's it's like from the Civil War. So what is it worth? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. You know, I was recently in the New York Times for a failure. Last week, someone goes, hey, look at this. It was about me on the Magic Johnson show that I was the sidekick who was fired in the middle of the show. That's what the New York Times article said last week. So which am I, the sitcom waiting to happen? It's just a it matter, matter of... You're, you're a human and it's all right. part of your life. And that's what yeah. I try to say to kid actor, you know, kid actors and anyone else. Do what you love to do. If you still want to be in the entertainment business and maybe you're not booking commercials or TV shows or whatever, find something else to do in that same category. I mean, I've you know, went to school, have done everything in the entertainment business because I feel more at home in that genre than anything else. So, I mean, I've worked in stunts and casting and, and a little radio and a little bit of everything. And I do voiceovers and I still act a little Mm. because I love the business. But if I weren't getting jobs on my own through people I've worked with a million years, I would go out at, which I've done, I've done plays and things to get that creative outlet. So you have to figure out out what it is that you love and do that. And if it's acting, there are lots of things you can do acting that don't have to, you know, revolve around being on television. So it, you know, for someone who, who doesn't live in Hollywood or New York and wants to be an actor, do community theater, get your creative outlet, but then also be realistic to know that you need to also support yourself and figure out something you can do to support yourself financially while you support your hobby and love of entertainment. Right. And it's to have that passion is a wonderful thing where you're, you're literally giving to people. Your art is giving. Yeah. You know, how many people accept that as a gift? How many people like that as a gift? It doesn't matter. If it's one person and it lands on that one person, you've done something wonderful with your life. That's true. You have that connection. And it's, a, it's an ethereal connection that p- can't be described. But I like to tell people we're all creative. Every one of us was created by a creator. You tap into that and allow that to express itself. Get out of the way of the results. Get out of the way of ratings, trends, trends and likes. Get out of the yeah. way of that. And if you have these connections... Which, by the way, and God, I can't believe we've got to wrap up already. Oh, but that was fast. I know. He put the hand in a few minutes ago. I told him to put his hand in at it was 30 like a minutes. Hook. <laughs> it wasn't a hook. It was a, see what she said about you, Sean? She said you have a hook hand. No, I got like that. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, but that's the thing is if you can, you know, be in yourself and just and be all right with not the big results and everything. And, and both you and I have had these results. And that didn't do anything for us necessarily for our self-esteem. It didn't do anything for our purpose in life. It, it nudged us further, which is great. Even to have a bigger voice is great. You Absolutely. wouldn't, if you were just, you know, a coal miner, you wouldn't be here unless you wrote coal miner's daughter, then you'd be here on this podcast spreading the word. I just can't believe what well, yet. Yeah, I might have to make you a two-parter. I could be a two-part. Because we, did, we didn't even get to... <laughs> we didn't get to anything. <laughs> we didn't even get, yes, we did. There's a lot of value in this. People listening are going to understand the value of purpose, of having better meaning, of failure, of how to, how to have failure and be okay with it, mm-hmm. how to have surrender, you know, how to have fun. You know, you're having fun with your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we didn't even get into... You've also done well outside of the business. Yeah. Investing, right? Yeah. 
Can we stay in touch with you and find out your investments? <laughs> of course, I'd be happy to. Do you share my your investments sure. with me? Of course. God, as a house on the beach. <laughs> yes, Aaron Murphy's done well. Old Tabitha, who knew? Who knew that until we until we just met? But you never know. Um, this is a message for everyone. You just don't know how if you stay in, you know, in a good self, in a good place, in the light. Other light will come to you like you did by asking to be a friend, which you've never done never. before. So not me. I just popped up there and you went, eh, this guy, let's, you know, you well, never you heard of me before. Up, you kept, and I shouldn't say this. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Craig. No, no I no. like that you said that. I, <laughs> no, I like that better. Yeah, no, but you kept coming, you kept coming back through the news feed and then you were there with a friend of mine with your photo right there. And I thought, okay, okay. He sometimes, seems like a nice guy. No, but sometimes was you there just, any of that? Yeah, you, you look like a nice guy. No, but okay, some, sometimes right. you just, I, t I had a year where I said yes to every business opportunity that came oh. around and things like that. And it ended up being a really interesting, fun year. Cause I, I was saying no to things like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That's mm -hmm. silly. That's, and I said yes to all kinds of things. And it took me out of my comfort zone and it got me doing theater, which I said I would never do. And it was a great year. So wow. yeah, make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. That's a, you know, somebody else that sat in your chair, Harlan Williams, told me the same thing. Do you know him, too? <laughs> I know the name. I don't He's know a big actor, oh. a comedian, yeah, and he pretty much said the same thing. Is you got to be uncomfortable sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a scary place to be, but that's where you're really going to find your gold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, a real pleasure. Are you on social media that you want to put out there? Yeah, I'm so easy to find. If anyone wants to find me, just Google me. I'm on every... <laughs> Media platform. It's an easy name to remember, too. I still remember what the credit looked like yeah. on Bewitched. My God, what a pleasure. Well, we'll. by the way, folks, I'll fill you in next episode about what we talk about. <laughs> we had we talked for an hour while things were being set up here. Gordon couldn't make it, uh, so we had Sean and Kara came in and set up the studio for us. Hopefully this turned out okay, but... Uh, yeah, we we just talked and chatted. You're like one of those people that just it could go on and on. Yep. I think you've been here for hours now, <laughs> and it's all and it's and it's been fine. And the dog is unbelievable. They say a dog is a reflection of their owner. That's, That's how gypsies yeah. can tell. You know, and apparently. You are um, lazy <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm comfortable. and like to nap and, and comfortable in any situation. You're on to me. <laughs> you could be, I'm on to you. You could be on a floor. You could be on a couch. You could be, you could be petted by anyone. <laughs> wow. Episode two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out who pet her in episode two. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thanks for being here. And um, I just look forward. Let's have a friendship. Absolutely. You're not that far away, right? Yeah, we're close. You know, more than Facebook. All right. Maybe we'll get all of our common friends on Facebook. Facebook and have a That'd party. That would be that would be yeah. kind of fun. So anyway, uh, I hope you all enjoyed our episode of Enlightened Up with Craig Shoemaker, your host here with Aaron Murphy was our guest today. And um, just remember, you know, when you're approaching life and they're feeding you darkness and they're feeding you fear, take a step back and just take a pause and think, what's this really about? And every single time you take that pause and breathe you will realize the scam that's going on out there, that they, misery does love company, and you will realize that it's not a place that you want to go. You want to gravitate, to, go to the light, go to your source, go to your highest energy, your highest self. 
Go there. Trust that you're going to be okay there. And it is uncomfortable to be there. It's uncomfortable because we haven't been taught that. We don't know that. We know shame. We know terror. We know suffering. We know that well. At least I certainly do. And a lot of people do. So if you are in pain, please know that there's another side to that pain. And that is enlightenment. That is laughter. And that is joy. All right? So just remember, as I always say... And lighten the fuck up, will you? <laughs> See you next time.